What if there was no kindness in the world? Would you feel sad, lonely, or scared? Could you depend on anyone? Maybe you wouldn't feel safe because there's no one you could trust. Arguments would most likely happen all the time. More wars would break out, and the world would be a dystopia. And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff that's been stepped in so you don't have to. I'm Son Edom, and on the show, we're going to talk about kindness. We're going to talk about what it's like to be kind. What does kindness look like? What happens when we aren't kind? Like that opening clip said, you get maybe to a, a point of dystopia. Now, you might be asking yourself, what is dystopia? Well, dystopia basically is a society with great suffering and injustice. And so how does kindness break injustice? How does kindness break suffering? Kindness is basically doing an act of something selfless for somebody else to make their lives better, their situation better, their moment better. It's doing something without expecting something in return. That's basically what it is. Maybe you remember the golden rule. Did you learn it? Do one to others as you would have them do one to you. If we treated everybody the way we want to be treated, then the place that we live in, whether it be the household, maybe the apartment complex or the neighborhood, the community, the city, the state, the country, the world, might be a better place. But instead, we go around treating people based on how they treat us. Okay. Like I just said, if we treat others like we want to be treated, then that's one thing. But we, we often are reactionary when it comes to how we treat people. Kindness is proactive. It's taking a proactive choice to make sure that you do something so that someone else is better off. And it could be just for a brief moment. Kindness could be acts of giving someone some money so they can get something to eat. Kindness could be letting somebody go ahead of you in line. Kindness could be giving the coat off your back to somebody. Kindness could be anything. It's basically giving to somebody else in order to make their life better so that they get that benefit of your action without you expecting anything in return. And a lot of times that's the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do is to do something without getting the accolades. You know, we live in such a narcissistic society that that's all we want. We want to be able to get the reward. Everybody gets a trophy, right? And so we have to sit there and we have to do things to pump ourselves up. I mean, you think of college football, the Heisman Trophy. They have a campaign. In case you don't know what the Heisman Trophy is, basically in college football, the Heisman Trophy is considered the MVP. And so what they do in the beginning of the year, there'll be some people on a list that are Heisman hopefuls. But then there's a campaign. They have to not only perform on the field and make sure that their play backs up their hype, but they have to promote themselves, maybe do interviews, maybe go out and showcase their community service that they've done, things like that. That's all a part of it. You know, just like politicians have to go out and politic. This is what I can do for you. This is what I've done. This is what it takes, and I'm the one that can do it. It's I, I, I. But when it comes to kindness, there is no I in kindness. I know you spell it with an I, but there's no me. There's no I. It's not about you. It's about the other person. And oftentimes, kindness done in quiet, in anonymity, is often when kindness is done correct. 
And so you sit there and you talk about kindness. And you talk about the world we live in, doing unto others as we want them to do unto you, takes a proactive approach. And oftentimes it allows us to A, not only make the world around us better or the people around us better or be the example for others, but it also helps us to feel better. It's kind of like at Christmas time when they say it's better to give to receive than receive. You feel good about doing something. You know, think about that. The kindness done at the holidays. Thanksgiving, going and feeding the less fortunate. That's a kind act, an act of kindness. But then do we stop there? Or do we take that act of kindness or those acts of kindness into our daily life? Allowing somebody to go first. Opening the door for somebody, which has become something that I've experienced where I do an act of kindness for somebody and they basically spit in my face because an empowered woman doesn't need a guy to open the door for them. We get into a nutty world here when we start talking about kindness. I don't need you to do something for me because I can do it myself. I'm empowered to do it. I'm capable of doing it. I don't need somebody else to help me out. When all it is is just sometimes being polite. Kindness can just be politeness. Opening the door for somebody is just polite. Picking up something that someone dropped, an act of kindness, but it's also politeness. And there's a lot of things that kind of go along with kindness in everyday life that we kind of overlook and we don't really recognize as true kindness. But in the end, it really is. And if we recognize those things, recognize those things in others, we can make a difference. We have talked earlier in previous podcasts, and you can always go back to uh, our YouTube page, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, or you can go to our SoundCloud page or go to our IGTV on Instagram at Two Steps Ahead Podcast, or just Google search Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up, and you go back and look at some of the uh, previous shows for 2021. We talk about the greatness within us, bringing out that Greatness that's within us, raising the standard so that we bring others up with us, so we expect more. And kindness kind of follows in with that. It follows that greatness. It follows that lion mentality. It follows that mindset of a champion because we not only want to be great ourselves, we, we don't want to just be us out there carrying the team because you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so if everybody is strong and everybody's doing that, and you have a community of people coming together to do acts of kindness, to do good things for others, to do good in the community, then everybody benefits from that, and everybody starts to feel good. How often does it take, or how many times have you experienced someone do something nice for you? Maybe it was anonymous. Maybe they paid a bill. Maybe they let you borrow a car. Maybe they just helped you out at that moment in time. Maybe it was just a smile, and that's all you needed. Never know what it's going to be. But you're doing it for the other person, not yourself. In fact, you might not always know the impact that you have on somebody else and on their life. You might not know that. You might not ever know that. You're planting little seeds. And as you plant the seeds of those acts of kindness, then maybe others will start to do that. Kind of like that, that pay it forward, if you remember that, or that ripple effect, or the domino effect. You do something, then someone else does something, then someone else does something. Back in the day, if you know that uh, Pantene commercial, I think it was, and so on, and so on, and so on, it grows. It's contagious. You know, you think about this past year, we've had so many riots we've had. We're still going through that. 
You've had so many riots. You've had so many protests. You have so many mob mentality things going on. And we look at those riots and those protests, that mob mentality tends to be something negative, maybe burning a building down or maybe looting a store, taking some sneakers, whatever it might be. And that's not the point. But you notice how that mob mentality, one person does it, then another, then another, then another. That's how things, trends become trends, right? What if kindness became a trend? What if we started doing things and then others saw what we did and they started to do things and then others and then others and then pretty soon we've got this trend of kindness going on? Could be a better place. Could be something that allows us just by one act of kindness or having kindness at the front of what we want to do, that lion mentality, that successful mindset that we have, if having kindness and doing unto others even better, maybe we should change it, doing unto others better than we want them to do to us. We just might be able to make the change that we're looking for in this world. A.D. Williams once said, imagine what 7 billion humans could accomplish if we loved and respected one another. Just imagine. Imagine if there was no greed. Imagine if there was no comparison. If everyone was running their own race, but cheering for all others at the same time. Maybe we'll never see that in our lifetime. But what we all can do is start with ourselves. Start with yourself. Choose to lift others up. Choose to set the example. The example of kindness and integrity. The example of compassion and understanding. There's a quote that says, No matter how educated, talented, rich, or cool you believe you are, how you treat people ultimately tells all. Integrity is everything. It really is. Who you are is far more important than what you have. And it will always be. Who you are is measured by how you make others feel. Be kind to each other. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Choose to be the change you wish to see in the world. Decide you will not wait for someone else. You will set the example. Be kind. Because you never know how much that person is suffering inside. You never know the difference your words can make. The difference your presence can make. The difference you can make to one human life. The difference you can make to one person. It's being the change that you want to make. Michael Jackson sang about that, starting with the man in the mirror. And that's what it takes. Imagine a world with no greed, it says. Having compassion with people, cheering on everyone as if they're their own team. I'm my own team. No competition. Now, obviously, that's a utopia to have that mentality. But what if we did take it? What if we did cheer people on? Regardless of who they were, we cheered them on for their best success. We tried to help them out. We tried to move those hurdles out of the way to help them achieve their goals. Goals could be simply getting into a store. Goals could be simply buying lunch that day. Or goals could be like helping someone out by giving them a reference, helping them out by putting in a good word for them, letting their boss know that they have been working hard. Whatever it might be, you would know. You know the situation. You know yourself. You know what you're capable of doing. But it starts with you. 
We've been talking about that for a number of weeks now. It's within us, the heart. Remember a couple of weeks ago, what's in our heart comes out in action and in word, in word and deed, as the saying goes. And so what's in our heart is how we're going to treat others as well. If we have kindness in our heart, we're going to treat others with kindness. If we have malice in our heart, we're going to be mean to others. There's a lot of things that go on in this world, especially lately. And we've all been through it. We all know the stories. We've all experienced it, some greater than others. So there's going to be people out there with baggage. It's going to affect us. I think about that, you know, traveling, you know, with the the flight attendants, you know. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, But their, you know, their lack of kindness, a hello and a goodbye, but that's about it. Um, a A lot of people have been rude, you know. And I'm not venting on them. I'm just, again, the show is oftentimes the stuff I've stepped in or the stuff we've stepped in or maybe people that I play clips of have stepped in so you don't have to. So either you maybe avoid the pitfalls or maybe you can learn from the good stuff and avoid the bad stuff. And so that's why I bring it up, not to bag on them and to make them look bad, but to understand that, you know, I've seen this. I've been out there much like you have. And this is what I've experienced. You know, just the other day, went to lunch and I sit down at the restaurant and they bring the bread and butter, but there's no plates. There's no utensils. And we're sitting there. We're about 10 minutes before they come and they're like, can I help you? And we're like, yeah, first, can we have some plates and utensils? Because we'd like to enjoy your bread that you brought us. It smells delicious. It's nice and warm, fresh from the oven, but we don't really have a way to butter it. Um, again, I told a story before where they come out to take our drink order, went away, 15 minutes later, come back to take our drink order. We just did. I mean, you just did 15 minutes ago. You know, so again, as we open things up, maybe it takes a little bit more patience, I think was what I was referring to. But also through that kindness of understanding what they're going through. Maybe it's been a while. Maybe they've forgotten some things. Maybe they forgot just how the flow goes. You know, you get into a flow, a routine, and you get that vibe going, and you're in that zone, so to speak. I don't know. But it's the little things. It's having the, the, the patience to deal with that, the kindness to deal with that. But then on other times, you know, maybe we have to step back and focus our kindness someplace else, focus on someone else. Because maybe the person that we're trying to be kind to, maybe it's in our circle somehow, you know, the circle of trust from Meet the Parents. And maybe they're just not up to it right now. So we have to change. We have to maybe focus. But the biggest thing, which I like, was how you treat people is how you're going to be remembered. Think of all the videos that flow around social media or go viral. What's the substance of it? Is the substance somebody being kind? Or is the substance someone being mean and angry? Yeah, I go back to the plane analogy. You know, there's a lot of times where you got these masks issue and the person's maybe wearing a mask, but maybe the wrong type of mask for the flight attendant. And so the flight attendant gets offended by a mask, even though it's in compliance. I've heard several stories of people being asked off of planes because their mask apparently was offensive to a flight attendant. What's the kind thing to do? Just saying. But how we treat people tells who we are. That's going to define us. Who you are is more important than any other thing. It's your legacy, right? We hear people talk about legacy all the time. What's your legacy? Is your legacy one of stepping on other people to get to the top? 
Was your legacy one of reaching out, helping others, being kind? Demonstrating love towards other people without expecting anything in return. Now, there might be times that we do something and we get accolades. It's up to you if you want to take it. That's not a bad thing. Accolades aren't a bad thing. Sometimes we need to be acknowledged or we need to be given an award for something that we've done. That's okay. It's all a part of human nature. We can't just completely forget about it because our human nature sometimes craves that. Sometimes we do something good. It's okay. But if we're seeking it, that's the main purpose why we do something. Then I think we have to check, check ourselves, check our motives, check why we do something. Because if we're doing it for ourselves, it takes away. The other person might benefit from it and the other person might enjoy whatever kindness you shared with them, but it's taken away from the moment. Because you're doing it in an act of selfishness instead of selflessness. Be kind. Be the example. Words and actions make a difference. Please, a thank you. A no thank you. A yes please. No ma'am. Yes sir. Makes a difference. Makes a difference how we treat people. Sometimes we might have to take a step back, pause, take that deep zen breath, relax, and then move forward. Count to ten, right? Count to ten before you send. We all learn that. One of the things that I really thought was fascinating as I was kind of going through some videos, looking for some audio clips and things like that, was listening, listening to the uh, definitions of, from kids. You know, kids are innocent. They haven't been, hopefully they haven't been, bogged down with all the troubles of the world. They haven't been inundated with the brainwashing that we go through as adults because we want to fit into this group or we want to be accepted in that group, so we're going to do this, that, whatever. But here's... Uh, a clip of kids and their definition or them defining what kindness is. To be kind is to like acknowledge other people and make them feel good. Being kind to me means to be caring or like to, I guess, respect other people. It means be kind to like be generous. Like let's say if someone drop their sandwich like you should like help them out it's important to be nice to other people so that they feel that they have a part in the community that somebody cares for them you don't know where they're coming from what struggles they're having if you be nice it gives you a magic it gives you a magical life i like that that at the end it gives you a magical life now, we're not talking about Pegasus and unicorns and fairies and pixie dust and things like that. But just imagine the magical life you can lead through kindness, through helping others, being that person that others can rely on, or maybe even just being that person in that moment and never seeing them again. Kindness to strangers sometimes can be the easiest thing because we don't know who they are, so we're going to do an act of kindness. Being kind to people that we see all the time and people that we might not like, that might be harder to do. But an act of kindness to someone that's a stranger sometimes takes a little bit more than we think because it's easy. I don't know them. I'm never going to see them again, so I'm just going to ignore them and move on. How many times have you thought about doing something and then you didn't, but then you go back and do it? Do an act of kindness. I've done that a few times. Well, I was just in my hurry, dismiss somebody that might need some help. Then I go back, circle back, go help them, and then I feel better about it. 
but it's to each, each person has to define what that is. You know, I think of days before cell phones driving the freeways and you see people pulled over and maybe it's a flat tire or something. And the days before you could dial up here in California, you know, three one one and the tow truck comes out, you know, it was, it was scarce. Roadside assistance was a scarcity at one point, especially when I first started to drive. And so the thought of maybe helping others was a little bit more prevalent, right? And when you pull over to the side of the road to help somebody, you're kind of putting yourself in a situation. You don't know what it's going to be like. But it's a huge act of kindness. But now when I see people on the side of the road, I'm not so quick to help them out, not because I don't want to. We have cell phones. Call somebody. Call 311. Tow truck shows up. Somebody that is more capable of helping. Someone that has the experience and the equipment and the necessities to help someone. So again, things might change when it comes to kindness and helping others. It might not always be the same thing. So if I see someone on the side of the road, I'm not going to be as apt as I once was to pull over. I may use my phone because I'm really not equipped to help people. I don't have all the amenities, jumper cables. How many of you carry jumper cables? I used to carry jumper cables all the time, but now with the way they have things, I just sometimes we don't get a spare tire. Nowadays, you get a new car or a modern car, an updated car, a newer car. It doesn't even come with a spare tire sometimes. Remember, it used to be a real spare tire, then it was that donut wheel. Now, sometimes you don't even get that. So things change. So even if someone was broken down, flat tire on the side of the road, there might not even be a spare tire to help them. But they've got cell phones. So maybe that's not the area. Or maybe you're afraid to step into an avenue. We don't have to put ourselves into a predicament to help others. We have to be careful of that. You know, we have to be careful and make sure that the way we're helping somebody else out, the way we're going to step into some of those bigger acts of kindness isn't going to put us in jeopardy. Because, again, if you remember that first uh, clip, they were talking about if – here, let me just play it again. This was the first clip to start the show. And listen for the word trust. What if there was no kindness in the world? Would you feel sad? Lonely? You're scared? Could you depend on anyone? Maybe you wouldn't feel safe because there's no one you could trust. Arguments would most likely happen all the time. More wars would break out. And the world would be a dystopia. Trust. There's no one that you could trust, so you don't feel safe. So again, I think there's a little bit of kindness and trust that go hand in hand. And I think that's the thing that we have to be careful, that we don't put ourselves in a predicament because of our kindness that then we are now in danger or we put ourselves in danger or harm ourselves because there are people out there that will take advantage of other people's kindness. We know that I'm sure many of us have experienced things like that. I've experienced it. I've experienced it more than I like. And I want vengeance, but vengeance is lazy, lazy kindness because sometimes doing something when we don't want to doing it, Acting in a manner that's right when we don't feel like it takes character. And sometimes the character of kindness needs to rise up. Kind of like the turning the other cheek in a way. But you also have to be careful because you don't want to be taken advantage of too. But yeah, we've all been there. So trust, safety, and kindness. So depending on where you sit as the act of kindness that you're going to do, you do have to be a little bit careful because you don't want to put yourself in a dangerous situation. 
So there is trust, there is safety that comes with kindness. But sometimes throwing a few uh, coins in a paper cup that someone's rattling, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe it's okay for you to do that. And if you don't want to do that, maybe that's okay too because maybe you don't feel comfortable giving change out. But maybe there's something else you can do. Your neighbors. Shut-ins. I remember when I went to uh, Iowa for the first time. I moved from L.A. to Iowa for my first radio job. And it was the first snowfall of the season. And me, not even really being prepared for it, all I really had was a snow shovel. And if you're not familiar with what a snow shovel is, basically it's just a wider, think of your dirt shovel. But instead of having kind of that spade, it's straight. And so basically it's kind of like a big square. And you can just scoop the snow. Okay. So it's just a bigger, wider shovel that you can scoop more material, in this case snow, and move it out of the way. So what I decided to do was I decided to shovel my walk, my sidewalk that's in front of my house. And then I shoveled the snow in front of my neighbor's house. And I did it because I wanted to be neighborly, be kind. And I didn't mind doing it. And then this was the the return that I got out of it. I had no intention. Like I said, I was doing it basically just because I wanted to be neighborly. What, as it turns out, he has a riding snowblower. Never had to shovel my walk again. Now I'd have to shovel my driveway and I'd have to shovel maybe the sidewalk from the, uh, or my uh, porch area. But the sidewalk in front of my house never did it again. And we had a lot of snow. And he would take that, that kind of John Deere riding snowblower and he would blow the snow off my uh, sidewalk. One act of kindness in return, I got a winter's full of snow being taken off of my sidewalk. That might not always be the case. Again, you go into doing something because you want to do it for them and not for the return that you get. I just happen to get a bonus. If I hadn't done that, I'd be probably shoveling snow. And then take it later that spring, he had a riding John Deere lawnmower. He'd buzz my front yard because back there, there was no fences, no fence line. It was just kind of one big block, and he would buzz my front yard. One act of kindness. So you never know what's going to happen. There's other times I've been kind to people, help them out, and nothing in return. And, in fact, you make an arrangement with maybe with being kind to help them out. And then they burn the arrangement, and you even get that back. So it goes both ways. But what happens? So we, we heard the kids talking about what it's like to, to be kind, defining kindness. But what kind of world is it, or what is it if we're not being kind? What's that like? If you're not nice to other people, they might, they might be mean to you. If you're not nice, maybe they don't want to play with you. You won't have any friends. The other person can feel bad, and then they're uncomfortable. I mean, why would you want to pick on someone else? Like, because they might be different from you, or like different race, different. They might come from a different place. Even if someone's different from you, you shouldn't like bully them or be mean to them. How is it gonna benefit you to making them feel bad? If you're not nice to people, um, it might come back to you. Treat 
them how you want to be treated. See, there it is. Treat them how you want to be treated. We all want to be treated in a certain manner. I can never understand. I never understood the coaching mentality in sports where the coach would yell at the players and be mean to the players, yell at them, scream at them. Never accomplished anything. I don't know anybody who is motivated by someone yelling at them. If you're in the classroom with a history teacher, chuck a history textbook across the classroom and flip over a table and chairs, and that would motivate you to do better on your AP history? Probably not. Or in the boardroom, if the boss came in, start chucking things and tipping over the boardroom table and throwing chairs, would that motivate you? There'd be some HR problems. Bullying. Not being nice to others. That's what happens. And you isolate those people. There's many coaches that I've seen that players have told me they don't even like. But it's the coach and they want to play the sport, so they have to deal with it. But there's a lot of coaches that aren't liked because of that. Because of that world that they're in, of yelling and screaming. And then there's the flip side of that where I've heard coaches tell their story about they don't yell and scream because they don't want to be yelled and screamed at. doesn't motivate them. There was a football coach in uh, Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, at a Division three school, I believe it was St. John's, and he coached for like 50 years, and he never yelled at his players because of that same reason. He said, nobody ever yelling at me motivated me to do anything. It just made me hate them. That was what he was saying. The, men, the mindset behind being yelled at just makes people get angry. Now, there may be a time or two in a game where you get heated or the coaches may be animated because you want to motivate the players. So there might be a, a use for emotion, animated emotion. But when it comes down to yelling and screaming and that anger comes out and you're not kind to somebody, you're not constructive in your criticism, you're mean to them, well, that's what happens. They won't like you. No friends. People don't want to be, be around you. You start to bully people. And where do we go in this world and in society when we have kids telling us what it's like to be kind and what's like not to be kind and understanding that. And then you get into that adolescent period of life and you all of a sudden now you have the mean girls and the, the mean guys and things like that. Where do we go? It's kind of like the, the two little kids. You know, you think back to the two little kids that we saw. I think there was a video running around social media online. A little toddler, white kid, a little toddler, black kid running together to meet each other and they hug. And they're friends. And then at some point you think to yourself, okay, when does that end? when they can't hang out with each other because race divides them. What does that happen with kindness? You're kind towards other people, and then all of a sudden there's a divide. What causes that divide? But again, kindness has to deal with the fact that we are doing something for somebody else without really expecting anything in return. And the hardest thing to do, the hardest thing to deal with are people that are mean, people that basically treat us bad. It's going to happen. People can have bad days. People have baggage. So what do we do? How do we respond to people that are giving us and taking their crap and putting it on us? People are like garbage trucks. They run around with garbage and they're full of disappointment, full of frustration, full of anger. And when the garbage piles up, they need a place to dump it on. And sometimes they'll dump it on you. But you know what? You don't take it personal. You just wave, smile, you wish them well, and you move on. Don't let their garbage spread to the people at work, 
at home or on the streets. You love those who treat you right, and you pray for those who don't. See, now life is 10% of what you make it. The other 90, it's how you take it. So there at the end, the music kind of crescendoed. And at the end, he said, life is 10% of what you make it. So you control the 10%. 90% of how you take it, the stuff that comes in and how you deal with it. And that stuff that comes in, that garbage that people give you, how do you handle that? Do you give the garbage back or do you repay with kindness? Sometimes we do both. I'm guilty of that. There's times I return garbage for garbage. Sometimes I do it unknowingly and sometimes I'll do it on purpose. And sometimes I'll bring a couple of dump trucks or garbage trucks and return the favor tenfold. Human nature. But then I go back and think, how could I have handled that differently? There were times, literally, I remember two occasions where I really wanted to, as social media too, there was somebody that I posted something on social media. And social media is the biggest place we can dump on people because it's easy because we don't have to see them. And we don't have to deal with them in person. We could just write some words and zing them. So I posted something. I forget what it was. And that's how meaningless it really is because we forget what it is, right? And someone wrote something that was really mean, unkind. And I was revved up. I got my fingers. They're like ready to go. We've done the exercises. We've got the, the QWERTY and all that stuff going. We're revved up to hammer this guy. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that. This one time, I'm not going to do that. I've done it before. I've got my fingers revved up, and I've lit people up on social media. Unkind, garbage, but I've done it. But this time, I decided not to. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to because I knew that they would unfriend me, and that would be the end of it, which I didn't care at the time. But then I think back, and so that was last summer, so we're almost a year, you know, nine months later, and I think of all the social media exchanges, positive ones, that this person and I have had since then. Now, there's been a few disagreements because of our political ideology and stuff. So there's been a few disagreements, but I've refrained. And I think of all that, birthday wishes. Sent me a birthday wish, I sent a birthday wish. Job accomplishments. Just other, hey, nice picture that you posted or nice post that you had. I kind of like how you did that. And it made a huge difference to me. Because that one moment I could have zinged him, I was revved up, ready to go. I was going to light this guy up on social media, and that'd be the end of it. I had my facts. I had everything. It wasn't an emotional one, too. I mean, I was ready to zing this guy with the facts and then throw the garbage on top, kind of like the frosting on a cake, right? I've got my cake. I've got my, my meat. I've got my facts. I've got everything I need to drill this guy, and then I'm going to dump some garbage on top so I can really zing him. I decided not to, and it was a good thing I didn't. Because, not that I even talk to this guy, really, or we have any relationship, just through social media. But there's been some pleasantries exchanged back and forth. There was, I think, even a loss on his side, someone in the family, through this whole COVID thing, able to extend condolences. And I wouldn't have been able to do that. So the impact, the things that we do, even though people might dump on us, we don't know what they're going through. They might be going through disappointment, a breakup, a loss of life, a loss of job, a demotion. They might be going through some frustration, whatever it is, landlords, whatever, parking on the street, whatever. 
other flight attendants, waiters in a store, in a restaurant, people in a store, whatever, frustrations. They may be angry over something. Maybe they had a blow up with a friend. Maybe they had another blow up with somebody on social media. Now they came to you to dump on you. And now instead of me blasting back, they got a reprieve. I don't know. Just kind of putting it out there, right? We don't know what they've been through. But they might be going through these things. Instead, wish them well. Don't return negative for negative. Return the negative with kindness. And it might change them. It might change their perspective because now the online relationship that we have is more cordial. And even when there's a disagreement of ideology, it's more cordial. Something was actually accomplished. I can respect what that person says and posts and writes. They respect mine. We disagree, but we're not blasting each other. And on social media, that's the worst place to be unkind, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing significant about social media that would require us to be unkind. You can kindly block, kindly remove, kindly disagree, whatever. Social media is the worst place to be unkind, but it's the easiest place to be unkind because we can zing them if we want to. They're not face-to-face. They're not in front of us. 10% of what you make it, 90% of how you take it. Don't pollute your life because people will dump on you. Don't let their garbage affect your life. I want to play a, a, a clip here, and it's a story. It's a story about a teacher and the actions a teacher took. Does it fit in with the kindness thing? Mm, not necessarily, but I think you'll get an understanding of exactly what it is on how we should maybe be acting and how we should treat other people, and how we can look at other people and try to understand where it is they're coming from and try to see something different or maybe take a different perspective or a different approach. So let me play it, and it'll make sense once you hear it. I have a lot of memories from when I was a child. One that's always stuck out to me though was when I was about 10 years old and I was in school and I struggled. And I I didn't struggle with English, math, or science. I struggled holding still. And I would try to listen and focus and process ideas, but I couldn't help myself. And to be honest, I would sit there and then I would just start tapping. And the students in the class would look at me and they'd say, hey, stop tapping. A lot of the time I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then eventually even the teachers got after me and they would yell at me and they'd say, Clint, you have to stop tapping. It got so bad that I got sent to the principal's office for tapping. And he said to me, okay, maybe when you go back to class, just try sitting on your hands. So I did. I went back to class and when I felt myself starting to tap, I just, I did this. I sat on my hands and that worked for about five seconds. One time I was tapping in class and my teacher, Mr. Jensen, he looked at me and he yelled. And he said, Clint, stay after class. And I thought to myself, this is it, I am done. Now I've always been the type of person that believes that a single moment in time can change a person's life. And this was one of those moments for me and I will never forget it. And so I was sitting there with Mr. Jensen and an empty classroom. 
And he walked past me and he sat next to his desk and he said, Clint, come here, I want to talk to you. And as he looked me right in the eye, he said, now I need you to know something, you're not in trouble. But I do have just one question that I have to ask you. And he asked, he said, have you ever thought about playing the drums? And in that moment, Mr. Jensen, he leaned back and he opened the top drawer of his desk. And he reached in and he pulled out my very first pair of drumsticks. And he held them in his hands and he looked at me and he said, Hey, Clint, you're not a problem. I think you're a drummer. And from that moment on, I've never put those sticks down. I've toured, recorded, played drums all over the world. My whole college education was paid for with drumsticks in my hand. Just because of a single moment in time when somebody believed in me and he saw something in me that I didn't even see within myself. And from that moment, I learned that there's a difference between being the best in the world and being the best for the world. Being the best in the world versus being best for the world. Imagine that. Teacher sees the kid tapping. Prior teacher, I guess, sent to the principal's office, sit on your hands, whatever the case may be, right? You're a drummer. You're not a problem. You're a drummer. And then the guy goes on and becomes a drummer. Spends the rest of his his life drumming. You're not a problem. You're a drummer. Could you imagine that? And it is true. The single moments in life that can change somebody, change somebody for the good or change them for the bad. How many times do we hear about that? We hear about this person and this moment their parent was abusive or this moment, the moment they took drugs or the moment they drank that first beer or maybe in the spirit of 420. Smoke their first joint. Or you're a drummer. Here's some drumsticks. Go drum away. And there's a solution, solution to the problem. There was a hashtag going around for a while, be a Mr. Jensen. Because he was the guy that said, you're a drummer. You know, and there's a lot to that. There's finding the solution, finding the good in people. You're not the problem. And here, he saw something in this kid that this kid didn't even see. He was an inspiration, a motivation, brought out his inner greatness, raised the standard. Instead of cutting him down and saying, you're a problem, you can't be doing that. He raised him up. Changed his life. Are we going to change people's lives? Are we going to change? Have those little moments in life. Will we make changes for the good so that other people can benefit from it? So that when people say and talk about you, your legacy, who you are, they're talking about who you are. Like this clip right here. Success is incredibly important, but even more important than success, it's having an impact. It's knowing you haven't walked the planet in vain. 
It's knowing that because you've been here, you've blessed lives, you've developed people, and you have made the world a better place. The effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. It goes back to the heart. Don't walk the planet in vain. Don't waste your time or your talents, your abilities, the greatness in you. Don't set aside that lion mentality, that success mindset. Go after it. Be an impact on others. Bless others. I like the clip when it talks about develop people. We can develop people. They won't even know it. We don't even have to let them know that we're developing people. We can develop people through the kindness. We can develop people through the example. We can develop people by pushing them and encouraging them to do good. Not be so divisive. Not be so selfish. Not be so narcissistic. Kindness, doing something for others that might sacrifice us. Doing something for others not because we want something out of it. Doing something for others because we know it's right. We know it's good. We know that's what we're supposed to do. Sometimes kindness or acts of kindness can either be acts of generosity or it could be acts of doing the right thing or it could be acts of something else. It's not always acts of generosity. It's not always acts of doing something for somebody else and we're like, great for it. Sometimes it's required of us to be kind. Sometimes it's required of us to go the extra mile for somebody else, to do something for somebody else. That's the greatness within us. That's what we're supposed to do, doing unto others as we'd want them to do unto us. Sometimes requires acts of sacrifice. But yet we don't see it that way. Sometimes it's hard to see it that way. You know, we talked about earlier the clips that I was playing about the kids. You know, what is kindness? They're talking about if someone dumps a sandwich, give them another sandwich. Little things, simple things. But that's what it comes down to. What if there is no kindness? Well, they don't want to be your friend. Simple as that. Kids get it. If someone is mean and not kind, don't be friends. They don't want to be friends with you. If you think you're missing out on that, if you think that people aren't treating you nice, examine yourself. Maybe it is you. Maybe it is me. It could be the garbage that they have, that they're dumping on you, but it could also be us. We have to examine ourselves. We have to check ourselves to make sure that we're not the ones that's dumping the garbage on someone else. We're not the ones That's the problem. Again, kindness could be an act of generosity. It could be an act of responsibility. It could be both combined. The responsibility of treating others because people have value. People have worth no matter who you are or what you've done. You have value. You have worth. So treating people as if they have value, as if they have worth, but yet also being generous could go hand in hand. There's so many layers to kindness, so many layers 
to generosity. So many layers to that. But you're going to know. You're going to know what best suits you, how you should best act. That's the beauty of it. There's no rules. There's no box that says this is kindness and that's it. This is what you have to do to be kind and that's it. No. It could be anything. And that's something that you have to decide. I want to leave you with something. I want to play a a clip, and it's a story. I'll come back after the story, and we'll kind of wrap things up. But I think this thing hits home. When you listen to the story, so really take a listen. I know sometimes it's, it's hard to listen to audio clips, especially if they're a couple minutes long, because we like to drift. And, you know, we're so used to being in a visual world. I know if you watch on YouTube, uh, we do the video podcast as well as an audio podcast. So if you listen on an audio platform, you know, some of the things, uh, hand gestures and stuff I do for the, the video. Um, but the audio can sometimes we can drift, but listen to the story because the story hits home. The story really drives home a point of kindness and generosity. It has been said that our lives are a reflection of our thoughts. If this is the case, shouldn't we be watching our thoughts with care? And how do those thoughts not only affect ourselves, but the people around us? There's a story of a young boy that walks into a cafe and sits down at a table. A waitress comes over and sets a glass of water down. The boy looks up at her and asks, how much an ice cream sundae is. The waitress looks down and tells him it's a dollar. The boy then pulls his hand out of his pocket and looks at a number of coins in it. He again looks up at the waitress. How much is a bowl of just plain ice cream? The boy asks. The waitress now notices people waiting for the table and gets a little impatient. She looks down at the boy and tells him it's 75 cents. The boy then looks at his hand again and examines the coins. He looks back up to the waitress and he says, I'll just take a plain bowl of ice cream then. The waitress then comes back with the ice cream in the bill and sets it next to him. The boy finishes his ice cream and takes his bill up to the cashier to pay it. As the waitress comes back over to wipe down the table, she swallows hard at what she saw. Neatly placed next to the ice cream, the boy had left a quarter for her tip. See, the way we look at the world shapes the people we become. These simple acts of kindness teach us lessons for change. We can all learn something from the boy in this story like his incredible compassion for others and his true desire to work on the person he wants to become. What would you do? He had the dollar for the Sunday. I would imagine the Sunday came with chocolate syrup, maybe some sprinkles, maybe some whipped cream, maybe some peanut sprinkles, maybe a cherry on top. It's a dollar for a Sunday. Looks at his coins. How much for just a plain bowl of ice cream? 
75 cents, looks at his coins, takes the bowl of plain ice cream, leaves a quarter tip. Would we do that? Would we put others first like that boy did? Or would we take the, the Sunday? Because after all, the waitress was a little cranky, worried about other people wanting that table, maybe big spenders that could leave a bigger tip. She missed out on the moment. And then the kid zings her. Not in the bad way, like I wanted to with that guy on social media. The good way, the selfless act of making sure that there was a tip. And actually, if you think about it, it's a pretty good tip. 25 cents off of a 75-cent thing, that's like, what, 33%, maybe more? That's a pretty sizable tip. Not a part of the lesson, but just saying. The reflections of our thoughts, how we think, lessons for change. The way we look at the world shapes others. Do we look at that Sunday and say, I want that Sunday. That Sunday is mine. She's rude. She's been mean. She doesn't care about me. I'm going for the Sunday. Or I can still get ice cream and leave a tip having compassion for others. Work on the person that you want to be. Work on the person that you want to become. Maybe you're there now. Maybe you're not quite there. Work on that person. Be more like these kids. Be more like that kid with the Sunday. Because if we all do things like that, imagine the world we can live in. You can only imagine what that waitress felt and how she probably learned from that, I would imagine, and how she started to be kind to others, maybe do acts of kindness because she learned that from the kid. And then it goes from there and so on and so on and starts to expand, it starts to grow. The inner greatness comes out. That lion mentality, that championship mindset, you're raising the standard. That kid raised the standard big time as that waitress rocked over there and she had to swallow hard seeing that quarter right there. And not only was the quarter there, everything was neat. The used bowl, the used utensil, and the quarter, it was neat. It wasn't just thrown everywhere. It was neat, polite, kind. And that's what we should be. Kindness, doing something for others and not expecting anything in return. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff that's been stepped in so you don't have to. Again, my name is Son Edom. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram. There are two pages. There's the show page. Now, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, T-W-O, you spell it out, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then there's also my personal page, Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S, Edom Rocks. If you go to either page, there's a little bit of different things on each page. One is more personal and the other is more show. You might see some cross stuff, but basically you go to either page. If you want to see more show stuff and see full shows on IGTV, you can go to the Two Steps Head podcast page. If you want to see more about me and my personality and who I am, you can go to the Edom Rocks page. But on either page, there's a link in the bio. If you click it, it's a link tree link. Options come up and there's options for you to go to our YouTube page. You can subscribe and never miss a show. 
There's an option for the SoundCloud page, which is kind of the base page for our audio podcast system. And you can subscribe to that and never miss a show. You can even download and take them with you, uh, the episodes. And then there's other places. So we're on every single, practically every single audio podcast platform out there from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartMedia, all the places. But there's some links in there that you can go to to make it easier so you don't have to hunt it down. Um, there's also a swag shop. If you want to buy some merchandise, two steps head podcast and help us out, that'd be greatly appreciated. There's t-shirts, there's hoodies, there's drinkware. There's all different kinds of things, different sizes, different shapes, different colors. There's stuff for your dog, all kinds of great stuff. So just go to the swag shop. We are broadcasting live Tuesday nights, 10 PM Pacific time on uh, radiowarp.com live streaming radio station, and the RadioWarp.com link is also in there. But you can also just go to RadioWarp.com, and it pops up. We're also on there at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific time on Mondays and Wednesdays, and again, live Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Plus, there's other great shows, other great content, music, uh, 80s music on, I think, Sunday afternoon, Friday nights. There's some pop music during the week, so it's actually a pretty good live streaming show with some other podcasts on there as well but that's radiowarp.com but everything you need to do is uh or need to go is just in those links on our instagram page at two steps head podcast or at my personal page edem rocks e-i-d-e-m-r-o-c-k-s again youtube soundcloud subscribe and you never miss an episode and if worse comes to or push comes to shove worst case scenario whatever the saying goes just Google search TWO Two Steps Ahead podcast and we pop up. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. And again, this is Two Steps Ahead podcast, highlighting the stuff that's been stepped in so you don't have to.